Hello, and welcome to More Than Abstract. I'm Prangel, and I'm joined by Eric. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So throughout making these episodes, I've always been very grateful for the modern conveniences that we enjoy today. In the previous episode, this wasn't with Eric, but I talked about food security in some way. And you know what? I thought, why not continue the topic and talk about water insecurity? Ooh, okay. So we live in a part of the world that doesn't really need to worry very much about water since there's a relatively low population density and plenty of sources of water. But that's definitely not the case everywhere. Just think of places like California, like you've been, right? Literally my first thought. It's literally, it's usually what people around here first think of. But it's not even the most extreme example. It's just one that people have heard of. What I found really interesting is next to some of the roads, there were giant concrete trenches in case it rained because the ground couldn't absorb the, the water. And it would cause flooding if it ever did rain more than just a sprinkle. Oh, I didn't know that. In a place with a drought, you could have a flood. You mm. could. I don't know how long it'd last. So that's really just what I want to talk about. This whole water crisis thing. What is it? What's the cause and who to blame, really? All right. Okay. Uh, I, j I just imagine there's one person sucking up all the water for the entire village. And people. it's like people call him the water crisis. It's not my fault I have the longest straw. Get a longer straw. Well, what do you think? What are you doing? But anyway, one of the big things you should take away from this episode is that there is more than enough water for everyone on Earth. But it's either in the form of seawater or in the form of water vapor or in glaciers or it's too deep for feasible extraction. Are you saying we have too many varieties of water for our own good? Yeah, it's just like, you know... You have too many choices. It's like the thing where, which one do I drink from? Well, I, I can't have that one. What about that one? That one, maybe? Seven choices is secretly worse than five choices. So, in the end, only about half a percent of all water on Earth is potable, fresh water that we can get pretty easily. And that tiny amount is plenty for everyone on the planet. The problem here as I'll talk about later, is the distribution of this water is not equitable. Makes sense. There are some places with more water than they know what to do with, and others that have not enough. So that's the situation we have. And a lot of this water is it comes in the form of lakes, rivers, but most importantly, in the form of aquifers. So you might have heard that word before, aquifer, but what does it mean, really? What do you think it means? That is essentially um built up groundwater over time yeah yeah you're right i i watched uh, uh an interesting example of how an oasis forms where this little patch in the deserts below the aquifer line even though the rest of it isn't so it's just sand can't really hold the water there's no vegetation since below that line you get a little puddle in the middle of the desert yeah yeah that's it so so put it this way if you were above an aquifer and you just drilled a well down with a pump on top and started pumping, you get fresh water out. It's also given the name, as you said, groundwater. And it's really just a bunch of rocks below the surface that are porous. So they have a bunch of holes in them and these holes can store water. And minerals and fun things. 
Yeah, they, they, they give us all the minerals that we need to live as well. So it's a good thing that we get our water from them most of the time. Um, I know up north a lot of people have their own wells if they're further away from big cities of their own mm -hmm. um, groundwater wells because it's Michigan and there's we're one of the places with plenty of water. They need yeah. to have water softeners. Like, otherwise it, it's too full of minerals and mm -hmm. it can be bad for them. So they need actual like water softener treaters in their house. Yeah, I, I think my grandparents had the same thing, but this was this was in India instead. Well, minerals exist all over the world. Yeah, it turns out rocks are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly had me fooled, man. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? So if you have a bunch of these rocks in a formation, we call them an aquifer. And you might wonder where do they get all this fresh water from? Let me show you in this picture. And you can find this on our Twitter, at moreabstract as well, if you're curious. But Eric, could you describe what they're seeing? Um, it's kind of like in Earth lasagna, where on the top, the, the vegetation's kind of like the cheese. Then you have your layer of uh, noodles, and then the, the sauce underneath, which is the water. Another layer of noodles, another layer of sauce, which is the water. Okay. Uh, what about the, the water lines, the, the blue lines? Okay, so intersecting all of these um, layers of ground lasagna, it, it's showing how long it takes the, the water to, to permeate that layer of rocks. So yeah. on the right of this picture, there's a river, and it's showing how far the runoff from this river will, will fill in a, a day, in a couple of years, how long that water needs to be stored for it to store up over hundreds of years or uh, thousands of years. Yeah. And on the other end, it shows a pump. And it's showing that same thing in reverse, how much water this pump can take in days, years, so on and so forth. And from yeah. which layer it, it would draw from in that same time. Right. Water needs to accumulate in these rocks over some period of time. The deeper you dig, the older water you get. And that's pretty much it. So it's, it's uh, just like the picture shows, it's usually from things like rain, rivers, or even oceans. If you go out and find some grass and throw a bucket of water out there, it'll usually disappear into the ground. That water could travel very deep down and get stored into these rocks, and that's pretty much it. Aquifers are a significant source of water, and the problem here is if you pull water out faster than you can replenish it, then you run out of water real quick. I actually heard a bit on NPR about that exact thing happening in California right now. Oh, that's gonna be what i'm gonna be talking about then oh man <laughs> <laughs> so it's a problem like in the u.s most of the irrigation systems use groundwater and not all of that gets returned back to the ground considering that you know you grow a plant you send it out somewhere else and the water never really comes back uh paired with a bunch of droughts and no natural water coming back that sounds pretty bad yeah yeah it's pretty bad but growing food isn't the only thing that uh, demands water Things like industry, commercial, or just general use at home. But really, it's mostly agriculture. Like, it's about 70% agriculture. From what I understand, like, it, it's warm most of the year out there, and they're able to grow crops year-round. So it's not like up where we are, more northeastern, where we have a definite winter, definite summer, and we get one, maybe two crop cycles. They can just keep going, and that's a lot of plant matter. 
It is. It, that and the people that want to still have lawns for some reason. Why do you want a lawn in Las Vegas? I guess maybe a dead lawn would be fine, but a green lawn, it's oh, like yeah. you're using the water for the wrong thing. Exactly. Oh, you, you, you could do a whole bit on just the lawn. The gnome was introduced in the 60s. Okay, if you go into garden gnomes, please have me on for that. I would love that. <laughs> so it's so we also use more water nowadays than we did 100 years ago because the standard of, of living for everyone is going up, which is a good thing. You know, people will live better lives. They end up using more waters. So it's kind of a thing of we were already using a bunch of water, but now our lives are getting bigger with modern conveniences, which keeps on using more water. Then there's things like, if you lay concrete down everywhere to make a city, then that land has a harder time absorbing rainwater. Oh, I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right, though. I mean, it, yeah. it'll get absorbed into the sewers, but that doesn't go into the, the ground. That goes on whatever predetermined course the city planner made. Yeah, so it's less equitable distribution. Or you might have the case where a, bo a water bottle water bottling company builds a factory on a large aquifer and ships all the water away never to return to replenish the aquifer after a while well that well will run dry that leads to things like water scarcity and eventually droughts oh i can think of uh, a couple water bottling companies yeah in, in particular yep. there are many out there actually back when i was still in college i would see someone with a boycott said company on it standing out in front of where he lived off of uh, a main street and i had no idea why fast forward a couple years and it's like oh man this guy was ahead of the the curve yeah yeah they're they suck and this is the part where i need to bring up climate change this water crisis and our current climate crisis both go hand in hand more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere means things like glaciers will melt faster and not replenish as quickly, leading to less water flow into rivers, causing less water to be absorbed into the groundwater supply. You can see where this is going. Exponential's not the right word, but that that's what that feels like. A positive feedback loop is what I think you're trying to say. Probably, yeah. Or maybe a negative feedback loop. No, positive. <laughs> The whole situation is pretty negative to me, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be getting hotter, which sometimes brings more rain, like we talked about in our Saharan Savannah episode, that doesn't mean it will rain everywhere. Right. Some places, like near the coast, might get more rainfall, while others may get much less. We don't really know. We're not in the middle of plus two degrees Celsius climate just yet yet oh i remember when you talked about the minus two degree climate oh yeah that was bad if you didn't listen to that one please do please do the year without summer good one not a good year for people just a good episode for us <laughs> so as i said before the world has enough fresh water for everyone just like it has enough fresh food for everyone but it's a problem of getting this water to everyone the thing is you can see it on the horizon in some places, this water crisis. Like Cape Town in South Africa was running into a problem in 2017. Are you familiar with this? Have you, did I, you hear about it? I remember hearing that, um, I forget where it was, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Cape Town, that the city had enough water left for one day. 
that was like the the sensational thing that was said, and then I don't remember hearing anything else about it. That's it's pretty that's pretty scary. So in Cape Town, there was a drought for many years. In South Africa, there was drought for many years, and the amount of water the city had stored up was getting dangerously low, low to the point that people were talking about having to ration everyone's water. They had this dam with some drinking water stored there. And over the course of this drought, you could see the water level drop slowly. That's really scary. Imagine if right in front of outside your house, there was a giant bucket and that was all the water you could use for the day. You could see as it ticks down for every bit you used. That might cause a bit of anxiety. It's different when it happens to you than when you see it happening to someone else. Yeah, it's, it's really a thing of... Well, it's not me. I guess it won't happen. It'll happen. Boy, Cape Town, that really sucks. I hope you're okay. Yeah. But either way, the city had to implement some restrictions and encourage the public to conserve water, which they did. Good. The day was fast approaching when the city said that they would start rationing water. And what happened? Do you know what happened? I'm going to be positive and say people started doing it on their own and they avoided a crisis. They did. But before that could happen, actually a bunch of people ended up losing their jobs. Oh. Either because restrictions made agriculture less viable, which was an important part of oh. the, the part of South, South Africa's uh, economy, or things like tourism were going down after people heard that there was a drought going on and they have to ration water, so people don't want to really visit Cape Town necessarily. But luckily for the city, stringent restrictions were put in place, but they weren't necessary because, surprise, surprise, it rained. And enough to end the drought. That was a lot of rain. Good. I hope no one flooded. It happened right before it would have gotten really bad. So they got lucky. I can only imagine the relief seeing the the water level at the dam rise back up after all that. Oh, yeah. Like, Just be like, oh, thank God. We have another few years supply. We can finally go back to taking 30-minute long showers. Wouldn't you get bored? <laughs> It's a long time. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, but I promised you who you should blame for losing all this water. And do you want to take a guess? Agriculture. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a bit tough to say. Like, we, it's hard to say you are the problem exactly. Oh, right. Your farm. Your farm is the one. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't really... Yeah, people need food to live, so it's not like... You can say the farmers are the ones who are causing this problem necessarily. They're just growing the food like that's their job in a way. Mm -hmm. But agriculture is does use a majority of uh, groundwater, especially in the U.S. And a lot of it is from raising livestock since, you know, they need some feed, which takes water, and they need water to drink, which takes water. Oh, yeah. The higher up the food chain, the more levels need to be consumed. Mm -hmm. I know I'm explaining that poorly, but I hope you understand what I'm getting at. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, if we were to domesticate tigers who need cow meat, who need feed, yes. that would suck. There's where I'm going to use the word exponential. So, uh, I guess th there are some reasons people might want to go vegetarian or vegan. I, I know I've thought about it myself as well, just to reduce the water stress on the local supply. And, of course, animal treatment. I personally will say I enjoy uh, meat 
protein very much. But I just have to say, vegetables are delicious. You're just not they, making them right. They are. They're so good. There's so <laughs> many different flavors and combinations, and it's the preparation. Like, just, just oil it up, put some spices in there. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Don't just boil broccoli and then say you don't like veggies. It's blanched broccoli. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sorry, I had to make that that statement, man. Actually, cooking veggies are so good. So that's all I have for you. A look into the future of what I hope would never come. So what do you think? I'm really glad I live in a state with a stable aquifer. Yeah, with stable water. <laughs> There's a lake right there. I could point in a direction and hit water walking in five minutes and not even joking i guess you got that concrete to just capture it all in that highway i never thought about like why we had that until like you brought up all of the concrete that we're laying stops absorption i never never thought about that before i guess it gives you something to think about i know i think about you know how grateful i am for whatever i have every time i do this episode if you like this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Tell us what you think about it and tell a friend. And if you want some supplementary material, be, sh be sure to follow us on Twitter at More Abstract. And you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts.